hundred percent. You know, and and I learned this lesson when I I, I skipped some parts of my story because it's a long story. But I tried this smaller indoor sports arena, and I probably lost over twenty thousand dollars on this arena. And then you know, some people would look at that and they'd say, "Well, that was a huge failure." But I also spent about twenty thousand dollars a year on college education. And I learned way more in that one year of failing at that indoor arena that then led to, you know, bigger, more successful arenas than I did in four years of college. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, bringing you conversations from all over the world, from people of all walks of life, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance and prosperity on your way to having more. And remember, having more in your life doesn't mean you're taking from others, unless you are. And that's not living a life of abundance. Living a life of abundance is having everything in your life that you want and having the resources to pay it forward and share your time, treasures, and talents with others. And make no mistake about it, you have more than enough to share with others. Heck, if anything, you have this podcast to share with others. You have these amazing messages. You have everything you've learned here at Men of Abundance to share with others. And if you don't feel that you can share that in person, then let us do it. Share Men of Abundance with everyone in your circles. Share it on Twitter. Share it on Facebook. Send it in an email message. If you're sitting next to somebody on the bus and you're listening to Men of Abundance, grab the person's phone next to you. Be careful about that. I don't want you getting in trouble or get punched in the nose or anything. But get their phone and open up their podcast player and subscribe them to Men of Abundance and tell them you're welcome. The next time they see you, they're going to thank you. And hopefully they've paid it forward as well. And speaking of podcast players, I've got an amazing new podcast player that I'm going to share with you in the middle of the show. I'll give you a teaser. It pays to listen. Now, our featured guest today is the founder of Columbia Real Estate Investment Club, the author of Rolling Real Estate Formula and owner of an RV rental fleet. He's also built $2 million indoor sports arenas in the New Orleans area. He started his investing journey as a corporate drone, selling copiers at Icon Copy Solutions. He left that job in 2007 and today has helped over 100 people live their dreams by earning passive income with real estate. People come to Ryan because he's already helped multiple people reach six figures in passive income by teaching them how he still invests today. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Ryan Inc. Ryan, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How you doing? Thank you so much. Appreciate you having me on. Oh, my pleasure, brother. Where are you at in the world? Uh, I am in the New Orleans area on the north side of the lake. New Orleans. I passed through there one time. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah hopefully not during Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> no. I would like to make it down there one time during Mardi Gras. I'm not too much into crowds anymore, but should have done that when I was younger, I guess. But um, uh, we was on our way from Texas to Florida, and we stopped off in New Orleans for, you know, took a little detour just for the heck of it. But yeah, just like a couple hours. That's about it. Yeah, it's a great town. Lots of culture. 
Yeah. Well, I do know quite a few people down down in that area, and you know, I I know it's just so much culture down there. So much amazing food and music, and man, just yep. absolutely amazing. I love all that. Yeah, it's real real easy to get fat uh, <laughs> in the city. So. Funny you say that. Damn near everybody I know that's in that area is a little, you know packing on a few pounds. Little little chubby. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Living large, man. Living large. Yeah, Absolutely. Exactly. That's awesome. So before we get too much into our conversation, I'd like to start out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you have to be grateful for today, Ryan? Uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I love that you start with that. My wife and I sit down every single morning before we do anything else and say what we're thankful for. Um, and today, I'm, you know, I like to, to say what I'm thankful for in the simple things. So, you know, just that cup of coffee and everybody who's involved in making that cup of coffee. It's just so important <laughs> for me, you know, starting a day with, with a nice, fresh cup of coffee. That's interesting. That you, I love that, that you said that, too, because, you know, people, we... we, we we enjoy little things in life, but you don't realize just how much goes into that little cup of coffee. Yeah, exactly. From the person who makes the sleeves to the person who, you know, grew the beans to the person mm -hmm. who served it to, you know, everything. Yeah, the whole bit. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, more and more people I talk to, damn near everybody I talk to who is, you know, just a high achiever, living life, living their life of abundance, living their best life. 80, 90% of them easy to start their day out with or at some point in their day, either day or night, when they wake up or go to bed, they start their day with gratitude. They have gratitude sometime in their life. And then I talk to guys and I share this with people who aren't living their best life and they push back on that. And I'm like, well, look at the data. Look at the guys that are doing it. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is, uh, you know, it is the secret to success in my opinion. Uh, it, it frames your entire attitude throughout the day. You know, a lot of people say, you know, um, you should be grateful at least six times a day. Just sit and reflect, you know, mm -hmm. what you're grateful for. I mean, it is the secret to success, in my opinion. Yeah, and I think being taking it a, the, a step further is being actively grateful. And what I mean by that is actually I wake up, somebody's mind pops into my head. And if it doesn't, then I work on it. I, I think of somebody who I'm grateful for today. If it's my wife, I roll over and give her a kiss, try not to wake her up because it's not time for her to get up yet because I get up real early. Right. And, uh, you know, and if it is, and otherwise, is if it's somebody else, then I'll either call them. If I don't have their phone number, I'll shoot them a Facebook message, uh, video message. I do these videos. Um, messages that I email to people and I'll do something like that so that I can actually give gratitude to somebody and tell them that I'm grateful for you that's all I wanted to call you for just I'm thankful for you in my life and and really that's it that and that means so much to people and I you know I compare it to I've, I've got five kids and I compare it to like I feel like when you're grateful for things you get more things so when my son comes up to me and he's grateful for something that I gave him, it just naturally as a father it makes me want to give him more. And life is the same way. Like when you are grateful for what you have, you end up being blessed more abundantly. So I, I, that's just the – it's the simplest way to, to think about it to me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's, you know, don't try to explain it. Don't try to understand it. You know, you can call it the universe. I call it God, um, divine intervention, whatever you want. The fact of the matter is – there's Same data behind thing. it and it all works. <laughs> it works whether you believe in all that or not. That's true. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. So how would you describe yourself, Ryan? Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I describe myself, if you look at my Facebook profile, <laughs> you know, as how I describe myself in, in order of my priorities. I'm, I'm first and foremost a, a husband and then secondly a father. 
and then uh, a mentor, I, a musician, comedian, you know, so uh, I'd say all those things in order. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. So what uh, you I know before uh, we got on here, started recording and started talking, you talked about you as uh, playing some music at your kids event. What do you play? Yeah, I play the guitar and I sing. Um, I used to play at a uh, at a bar in college, and now that I'm uh, older, I play for church. <laughs> so <laughs> it's, yeah. it's interesting how our venues change as we grow yeah. up. A little bit of a de- different venue, yeah. yeah. It's a bigger, cr- it's a bigger crowd at church, though. So. They're probably more attentive as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. true. At least I would hope so. You know, yeah. the ones in the back of the pew are probably falling asleep, but you know that's what they're there yeah. for. That's why they sit back there because they know they're going to fall asleep. That's me if I'm not playing music. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why my wife makes me sit up, makes us sit up right up front. Right. Uh, very cool. I've yeah, I read through your bio a little bit before we got started here, and I, I really dig what you got going on and with everything that you have going on, especially any anytime anybody mentions real estate in their background, uh, I know they've had a few kick in the gut moments or business in general. But if you yeah. would um, share with us a kick in the gut moment, rather it's professional or personal, and really make us feel that. Yeah, you know the the biggest kick in the well, it's it's they're kind of combined together. So I, I was living in New Orleans when Hurricane Katrina hit, mm-hmm. and at the time I was a, a brand new, uh, just got married that year, and um, my wife was pregnant for our first child, and our house ended up getting decimated, and um, and we were actually homeless for a couple of days, and I was teaching at the time. Uh, I was actually teaching religion to high school boys, and um, and my school that I was teaching was about six feet underwater. So I knew I, I had this baby coming in a, in a month and I was like, I got to find a job. And, um, you know, I just felt like a failure as a, as a husband, a father and provider, you know, even though the hurricane wasn't my fault, I was a young looking guy, you know? So, it, you know, I, I just went on like thousands of job interviews, not thousands, hundreds of job interviews, literally hundreds and, uh, and got told no for, for the jobs, um, that I was applying for. So, uh, this sent me on this long process. You know, a lot of people, they're like, you know, I'm, I'm a born entrepreneur. I was like a forced entrepreneur. I was like, no one's going to hire me. So I got to find a way to create money somehow. Um, and so I started this business that absolutely failed, lost $4,000, just all kinds of stuff. Finally got this job in corporate America selling copiers. And, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie office space. Oh Yeah. Um, you know, that part where they take the copier out to the field and beat it with mm-hmm. a baseball bat. Yeah. yeah one of my that, favorite parts. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much, you know, those are, that's what people's sentiments are about their copier. And I'm the guy who walks in the door, mm. uh, unwelcome to sell them this, you know, piece of junk. And, uh, and so my, the kick in the gut moment for me was when, um, I was working this job for about a year and a half. And I was driving across the causeway of New Orleans. And this is like one of the longest bridges in the world. I think only China's got one longer. Um, and, uh, and so I'm driving across this causeway. It's very monotonous, you know. So it's just like a da-dun, da-dun, da-dun. Mm-hmm. And if you're not listening to music, it, mm-hmm. it gets really monotonous. And I had just sold this copier to this Catholic monastery. Something wasn't working. And the way that the job was, which a lot of people, you know, might relate to this, um, you know, you could, you could be one part of a cognitive wheel of 34 different people involved in a transaction 
everybody else can screw up but you, but you're the point, you know, with the customer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it wasn't my fault, but the, whatever reason the copier wasn't working. And I just had gotten chewed out by this Catholic monk. And that was the kick in the gut moment for me where I thought to myself, I'm waking up every day with anxiety with this job. I'm waking up depressed. I'm coming home, not present, not fully present to my wife. Um, you know, it's, you know, I'm following this formula of working hard. It seems like the harder I'm working, uh, the, the, the less track, I'm like a hamster on a wheel, you know, the less traction I'm getting. Um, and, uh, and I'm at that point here now where I'm just sitting here thinking, wow, I'm at a low point. I, uh, I just got chewed out by a Catholic monk. It can't get much worse than this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that, that's the kick in the gut moment for me. And what'd you learn from all that? What, what happened after that? So uh, I asked myself this question. I, I spent some time praying, and then I called my wife. And uh, I thought to myself, you know, it was actually the same, same line from that movie, The Office Space. And it was, you know, what, what would you do in life if money didn't matter? And so I asked myself that question, and I never really thought about this before because money has always mattered in my life, you know. Um, and so I thought, well, if money didn't matter, I'd probably play music um, or I'd open up like an indoor sports arena or something because I love, you know, sports. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, and so I called my wife and I said, hey, babe, you know, obviously you see me every day. I'm miserable. I'm waking up with this anxiety and it's just, you know, not a, a fun place to be. I just got chewed out by this Catholic monk. <laughs> and uh, and I said, what, what could you see me doing? Say we had millions of dollars. What could you see me doing if money didn't matter? And she said, and we had never talked about this before, not once. And she said, I don't know, you know, maybe um, opening up an indoor sports arena or playing music or something. And we had never talked about any of that before. So I took that as a sign from God. All right, well, I got to pursue this. There's only one problem. I didn't have any money. The only thing that was in my bank account was overdraft charges, <laughs> you know. So, um, but I just started pursuing it, you know. I, I had to reframe my mindset and I had to say, all right. Um, how can I make this happen? Instead of saying this can't happen, how can I make this happen? And I'm just going to take one step at a time and I'm just going to knock down one small domino at a time until it knocks down, you know, the bigger dominoes and the bigger dominoes and the bigger dominoes. And so I chose real estate as the vehicle to get me there because I knew that people were making money in real estate. I just didn't know how. So I just went on a quest to learn and to educate myself uh, into making money in real estate. And when I did this, um, it was actually, you know, it took me about, um, a year to create a real estate portfolio that I was able to, um, uh, develop enough passive income to quit my job. And it took me another three years to open up the indoor sports arena. It's a multi-million dollar sports arena. I actually opened up a second one, uh, in New Orleans. And I started all of this without having any money. Um, and so I think that that was like a, a huge, um, lesson for me in, in my position for a lot of people is that, you know, a lot of people feel like they can't pursue their dreams because they don't have money and money is never the issue. It, it really is never the issue because whatever you don't have, you can find, um, the issue is always like being resourceful and, and changing your mind frame to that of, I don't have. You know, I know your show is about abundance, you know, changing your mindset from that scarcity mindset of I'll never have enough. I don't have that. Therefore, I won't pursue my dream to a mindset of abundance to where, all right, if I don't have this, who does? 
there's there's more than enough of what I need out there. I just got to make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you you hit on so many amazing key points there. First, I want to recognize you for um, taking that step to become an entrepreneur. And you had failed once before. So what a lot of guys do is they say, well, I tried to become an entrepreneur before. I tried fill in the blank once before. I failed at it. Therefore, that's not going to happen. And I'm not going to try that again. Um, Yet, there you are you know, yeah. doing it. And it, it reminds me of a comment I just recently heard Gary Vaynerchuk say, which I completely uh, disagreed with. This is perfect for that because he said something to the effect, and I'm paraphrasing, that you can't learn to become an entrepreneur. You have to be either born into it or you have to be an entrepreneur basically at birth. And I was like, that makes no sense. <laughs> That's not true at all. <laughs> That's, That's so not, not I don't know where the hell you get that from. Yeah, but I wasn't so born an entrepreneur true. at all. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And many people weren't. I mean, I can name, and I named off. I can, when we were having a conversation, there was a Facebook group. There's multiple examples of that. But to do so, and then the resources, you know, so many people say, well, I don't have the money. I don't have the in- information. I don't have the education. I don't have the connections. All of that is resources and all, all you're making is excuses and it, you, it forces you to become resourceful. Yeah. And there again, so many examples, you being a perfect example of that. So we'll just leave it right there, man. That is just absolutely beautiful. So guys, if you have any question of any of those two things that I just mentioned, here's the example right here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, and, and, and failure is, you know, the catalyst to all success, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm a big fan of Robert Kiyosaki and what he says is dead on. Like in school, we're taught don't fail, don't fail. But life, you know, <laughs> in life, the only way to, to succeed is to fail. That's how you learn. You know, and our muscles literally don't gain muscle unless we put them into muscle failure. Mm-hmm. That's how we strengthen ourselves. So, yeah, I mean, one of the greatest, you're a sports guy. So one of the greatest, um, analogies i can say on that that's absolutely true is every hall of famer failed 70 percent of their career yeah yeah you I know agree with that. <laughs> because yeah. otherwise those that get up there and just you know swing for a bunt every time you know or don't swing for the fence they're gonna fail every time you know they're, they're, i mean literally they're not going to get results let's just put it that way because all failure is is the lack of taking action and as long as you're taking action then technically you're not failing you're learning Hundred percent, you know, and and I learned this lesson when I I, I skipped some parts of my story because it's a long story. But I tried mm-hmm. this smaller indoor sports arena, and I probably lost over twenty thousand dollars on this arena. And then, you know, some people would look at that and they'd say, "Well, that was a huge failure." But I also spent about twenty thousand dollars a year on college education, and I learned way more in that one year of failing at that indoor arena that then led to you know bigger, more successful arenas than I did in four years of college. Well, there you go. (laughs) Enough said right there, man. There's so much to be learned and there's so much to be said for practical um, education. You know, it's like Jim Rohn always said, you can make, you know, traditional education will make you a living. Personal education and, and personal growth will make you a fortune. And that's the way you get the personal growth is by going through it. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about, um, uh, I found your, your, is this your website, Cashflow da- uh, Dad Life? Yeah, Cashflow Dad Life. You know, the, the whole goal and the purpose of this is um, the, the website and my mission is to help other people achieve um, freedom, you know, and, and 
in my opinion, the world is a better place when people are able to free themselves. When they can ask that question, what would you do if money didn't matter? And they can answer that question. Uh, and, and the answer to that question has something to do with serving other people. Because I really believe that, you know, that quote in Al, that, uh, from Albert Schweitzer where he says, you know, this much I know, the only ones of you who will truly be happy are the ones that uh, have sought and found a way to serve others. Mm-hmm. So the, the entire purpose uh, and my mission with this uh, company is to help other people, help, you know, uh, moms, dads, people providing for their families or their community, help them to free themselves financially to where they can create enough passive income to replace their working income. And my area of expertise is in real estate. So um, that's the main thing that I teach in order to help people generate passive income to, to replace their job so that they can pursue something that is, you know, meaningful. Yeah, and that's beautiful. And obviously, you also have experience in a brick and mortar type business as well, which is huge. I mean, there's so much to learn just in that environment. Yeah, yeah, that is, yeah, there, there, there is way too many lessons to to learn yeah, in that environment. I'm sure. So, so looking at your site here, the, the, the uh, headline there is uh, helping you retire early using under the radar real estate investing strategies. And you've got an, a free ebook here that the guys can download. What are they going to find in that, uh, survive, that real estate survival blueprint? Yeah. So the idea of this book is, you know, a lot of people come from uh, kind of like a survival standpoint. Um, and, and that's where I was after the hurricane hit where I was just, you know, trying to survive, uh, trying to get by, which is, you know, kind of a, you know, a scarcity place to be. It's good to be there because it helps you grow, but you know, you want to get out of that mind, that, that, uh, situation. So the book basically shows you how to create $10,000 out of nothing, um, with real estate in less than 30 days. And it talks about two specific real estate strategies uh, that you could use in order to do that. One is wholesaling. The other is sandwich lease options. Um, but basically, if you, if you have no money, um, you've, you've got 30 days to come up with $10,000. This book gives you the exact blueprint on what you would need to do if you wanted to do that with real estate. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'll tell you, back, guys, listen, you might have heard me talk about this. I don't talk about it too much lately, but... Back in early 2000s, um, I hired a guy. I paid him five grand to mentor me for a, a year to teach me how to do lease options. And my mm-hmm. first three deals, I did first off, I made my money back in the first deal and a half. And my first three deals, I had, in fact, all of my deals, I had no, that's not true. My first three deals, I put zero money down. What I and, and I used the strategies, and I'm not going to go into them now. There are so many strategies in, in creative real estate. And especially with lease options, and it's just a, I love, love, love that that industry, and um, that those techniques because you can just be so creative, and you can you can help out the ten, the owner that wants to get out from under you know basically just have their principal interest tax and insurance covered, and you can help somebody who wants to get into a home, yeah, basically call it their own. There's there's so many wins, um, you know, for for so many people involved in that, and the, and the other thing is. You know, people who are really looking to truly free themselves from the nine to five, you know, a lot of times, uh, of course, it just depends on your salary. I mean, you're making 40000 a year, you're making $240,000 a year. But really, to get to, to $50,000 a year, I mean, you're really looking at, you know, one to two deals per year even, mm-hmm. you know, with just depending on how you structure it and depending on how you, you know, find the motivated seller and whatnot. But um, it's it's actually really easy. And, and it's it's one of those things where, 
you know, I'm looking, uh, driving across the causeway at negative dollars in my bank account. And I'm looking at building this, you know, million dollar indoor sports arena. And I could easily say, well, that's too far away. There's no way that I could do that. I don't know how I do that. I have no money, blah, 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 blah. Um, and really it's actually easy if you just start taking the steps. It's the same thing with real estate. People think, Oh man, I just, it, it must have taken a ton of money. It must have taken a ton of time and some serious expertise to be able to do this. It's actually, it, it's not easy, but it's not hard. It's just a, a matter of going through the steps. Yeah, absolutely. Now, one other thing that I, that was in your bio that really caught my eye because of something I'm think I'm wanting to get into actually is you still have uh, RV rental fleet. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, you know, that, that kind of came as a, uh, just as a mindset of how can I afford it? Um, my wife had always wanted to take RV trips with our family mm-hmm. and have family vacations that way. And I was of the mindset like, all right, well, you know, we, we had, we had done really well with, with real estate, but I was like, I don't just want a toy. You know, I want something that's going to be an asset and not just a liability. So I bought uh, an RV and I looked into renting it out and there's a bunch of platforms out there. And actually our first year renting it out, we made $36,000 in net profit uh, on the RV and it paid for all of our trips and it paid for our RV. So I, I got what I called the, the rolling real estate formula where I show people how to replicate that process. And you could actually do it without even buying an RV. It's a thing called a consignment where you can actually like get somebody else who owns an RV that's just sitting there in storage and actually rent it out for them and, and, and make some money on that as well. <laughs> I love it, man. I absolutely love it. Guys, listen, there are literally, there's an endless array of ways to make an income. A little bit, if you need some fast fast cash, fast cash, <laughs> right? you know, or you, you want to replace your day job. I mean, there's just so many ways to do it. And it takes a little bit of information. It takes a little bit of education, but guys, more than anything, it takes action. So many people are running around with so much damn information in their head. They don't take action on, and it's so frustrating to watch. Yeah. It's extremely, uh, extremely frustrating. Yeah. Especially when you see guys who are, you know, really having a hard time. Uh, I, I do a lot with guys like that who are really having a hard time. Some of them homeless or recently in a homeless situation, um, and they're just so down and out. And I have a conversation with them, and they're first off their their story that they're telling themselves has to be turned around, and they're you know which involves their words that they use and so many other things, and just realize how much info I just coach out the information that they have already uh, in their head. They just need to take action on it and implement it. Yeah, I mean, people people get in this cycle of it all comes down to fear, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. there, there's there's maybe some sort of painful experience that happened that caused some sort of fear that then created this limiting belief about themselves and what they can accomplish and what can what they can do, and uh, which which then leads to more fear based choices, which leads to more pain. It's this downward spiral, and uh, the trick is just breaking that cycle. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some simple techniques to do that, guys. How much do you deal with guys like that that are dealing with those type of mindset issues? We deal with it a lot, you know, especially with with real estate. People perceive it as like this like big decision, like buying a house. And it's, you know, it's just a house. It's not it's not a big deal. And um, and a lot of people approach 
every step of the way, whether it's going to meet somebody who's a motivated seller, whether it's negotiating a contract, whether it's, you know, actually, you know, going to the closing table, there's so much fear that's involved. And probably one of the best things, you know, that I can teach people or that I could, you know, share with my experience is, um, is that God places the best things in life on the other side of fear. Um, mm-hmm. there's this, there's this video clip with, with Will Smith talking about going skydiving. It's <laughs> it. a good one. Yeah. You see that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's just, he's sitting there like terrified, you know, before, uh, jumping out of the plane. And he's like, it was just sheer terror. And then in the moment that he jumped off, it was like sheer bliss. Mm-hmm. And that's the conclusion that he came to is that God places the best things in life at the other side of fear. I can attest to that, man. I was airborne medic for several years and it's always every single jump no matter how many jumps we've had every single jump on the aircraft is quiet i mean it's so quiet (laughs) (laughs) first off everybody's paying attention to what's going on paying attention to detail everybody's hooked up ready to go and then as soon as they get on the ground it's like a huge party it's like i just defied death once more you know yeah thing and that's the same thing when i'm uh, sky i've been on three uh free fall dives as well and same thing, man. It's just amazing. But it's true in anything else, too. I mean, even jumping off a high dive, it takes, you know, 30 yeah. minutes for you to try to jump off. And next thing you know, you're doing gainers. You know, right. you're doing backflips. <laughs> it's like, oh, that wasn't that bad. And I actually enjoyed it, you know, type of thing. So and, yeah. and real estate, all these big deals, all these things, anything you haven't done yet, guys, is going to be scary. And, it, you know, the one of the, my litmus tests is if, if, if I'm getting ready to do something, and I have butterflies in my stomach, and I'm thinking to myself, I can't, then I just freaking do it. Just do it. And I'm telling you, it gets easier and easier each time you do it. First time I, you know, I've got one book uh, published, uh, self-published, found out it was pretty darn easy. And then next thing I know, I've got another one, two more, actually, I'm getting ready to publish here. So Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's the thing. You just got to get in the habit of taking action, you know, Mm -hmm. speak it out loud you know, start saying it out loud and, and just start taking action on it. That it, it's, it's really is just that easy and screw it up completely, mm-hmm. you know, completely fail if that's what it takes. You know, a lot of people, you know, if you just sit down and say, Hey, what's the worst case scenario if I try this and you sit there and you look at the worst case scenario, you're like, well, that's actually not that bad. No, not really. And the other thing I tell guys all the time is like, just like, well, I'm afraid I'm going to fail. I said, well, let me fix that for you right now. Um, you are going to fail. <laughs> right. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Now you don't have to worry about it I'm, because you're going to. It's going to happen. Even with my help, even with my coaching it, or anybody else's coaching for that matter, you're going to make your own mistakes. Understand that that's going to happen. And that is a learning process that you have to go through. Now that you got that out of the way, let's go. Right. You know? <laughs> right. right. Exactly. <laughs> and they look at me like, you're crazy. A little bit. That's why I do what I do. <laughs> you kind of have to be, right? You have to be a little crazy, yeah. Yeah, indeed. So, brother, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward to our abundant leaders. You ready to do that? Yeah. Excellent. Hey, abundant leaders. I trust you're truly enjoying these amazing conversations I'm having on Men of Abundance. And the more you listen, the more you learn. Well, now, the more you listen, the more you earn. Did you know that you can actually get paid just for listening to Men of Abundance and any of the other favorite podcasts that you listen to? I know it sounds insane, but it's true. I totally checked it out myself. And you know I'm always on the lookout for ways to further enhance your life. Well, I've been recently introduced to this free new app called PodCoin, and it literally pays you to listen to podcasts. Here's how it works. You listen to a podcast and you earn PodCoin while you listen. 
Then you turn that PodCoin in for gift cards at places like Amazon, Target, Google Play, or Starbucks. You can also use PodCoin to purchase items like headphones, Echo Spot, and so on. Or if you're in a giving mood after binging on Men of Abundance, you could even donate that PodCoin to any of the various charities in the app. The more you listen, the more you earn. So here's what you do. Download the app right now on your iPhone or Android, and I have a special code just for you. Simply use our code ABUNDANCE and you'll get 300 PodCoin just for signing up. And if you listen to enough of us on there, you could get a cappuccino at Starbucks or an Amazon card on us. So go ahead and go subscribe and listen to Men of Abundance on PodCoin and sign up with the code ABUNDANCE. I swear it'll change the way you listen to podcasts. Now let's get back to the conversation. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today. You know, I, I like your show format, uh, format. I think I think starting your day with gratitude, that's that's first and foremost. you got to change your mindset. Um, and gratitude is the first thing that you need to do to change your mindset. Um, you'll start realizing that you have more uh, once you are grateful for more or what you have. And you'll start to get more. So that would be the first thing. Uh, second thing is, you know, whatever it is, whatever change that you're looking to make, whatever, whatever is going to be that catalyst, whether it's real estate, you know, whatever it is, uh, change your identity and, and say out loud what you're doing. Um, you know, a, a lot of the problem is I'll just speak uh, specifically as like a real estate investor. If you want to get into real estate investing, go buy a book, read about it, and then say, I am a real estate investor. You know, it's just say, I'm a real estate investor out loud because you, when, when you're starting something is when you become that. You know, when, when you call a little kid a soccer player, is it when he's in the pros or is it when the parents slap shin guards on him and they throw him out on a field? Um, so that would be the second step to starting is, is just invest in it in some form of fashion in your education and then just start calling yourself that and start telling people at the dinner party, yeah, I'm starting to invest in real estate. You know, I'm, I'm looking to do this, whatever it is. Um, so that would be uh, the next actionable step is to start saying it out loud. And then the third actionable step is look for that next domino. Um, they say if you take like a one-inch domino, and every time you knock over that domino, it is able to physically knock over a two-inch domino. And a two-inch domino can knock over a four-inch domino and so forth. Mm-hmm. If you push that one domino over, I believe it only takes 54 dominoes until you've got a domino so big that can, it can knock over the moon. So whatever it is that you're looking to pursue, find that first domino. What's that one domino? Focus on that. What's that one domino that knocks down all the rest? So whether it's real estate or it's you know something else, you know, just focus on that next step and, and go at it. Don't look at – it's hard. It's easy to get overwhelmed at the big picture and look at the moon and say, I'll never reach it. But if you just focus on that first domino, then it becomes a lot easier. Absolutely. Yeah, you summed it all up right there perfectly. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just about, you know, you, sh- don't go swing at the moon at first, but use that as your goal. So mm-hmm. my goal was the indoor sports arena. You have to learn how to reverse engineer. Well, in order for me to have an indoor sports arena, I need to have land. In order for me to have land, I need to have money. Or for me to have money, I've got to find someone who's got money. In order for me to find somebody who's got money, I've got to create a business plan. To create a business plan, I've got to hire a consultant to get a consultant. You know, you just kind of work your way back. And then find that domino that's here and now today. 
Yeah, and you mentioned Robert Kiyosaki earlier. That's one of the things that he taught, and that's been years since I've read any of the Kiyosaki books, which I've read quite a few of them. But um, he, if he ever wanted a toy, he wanted a, a new sports car, then he said, okay, so I'm, I'm not going to go buy it out of what I already have. I'm going to go create an asset that's going to pay for that new toy that I want. And right. that's what he'd do. He'd build up to that. So it's just a great action steps to take. It's a great mentality to have. So what are a few rituals that make the biggest impact in your life? The biggest one is waking up early. Um, I, you know, and I, I know that a lot of people say the same thing. Um, the richest, the wealthiest, the most successful, the most fulfilled people and men that I know uh, all wake up really early, like 5 o'clock, 5.30. And I understand some people have a hard time with that. And you certainly can achieve su- uh, success without waking up early. Mm-hmm. But But for me, my mind is like the super version of itself when I wake up early Um, and then wake up early and set your mind right out the gate. The worst thing you could do when you wake up is to uh, grab your phone and check your email and start overwhelming yourself with the stuff that you've got going on. Um, The best thing is to wake up early with clarity of mind. Uh, I personally sit down and and, uh, pray with my wife uh, and then I go work out, and then I go to work. So that, that w- I would say, is uh, a ritual that, that sets my day, uh, sets the foundation, and uh, really is foundational to, to a lot of the success that I've had. Man, that's beautiful. I love it. So what would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Uh, well, your podcast, first and foremost. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, if... if if there is um, one book that I could recommend as opposed to another book, you know, we talked about Robert Kiyosaki. Rich Dad, Poor Dad is a great book to start off with as far as your mindset is concerned. Uh, when I first got started in life, you know, I, I, having financial debts and college debts and everything, you know, I was reading Dave Ramsey, which is good, but it comes from a scarcity mindset, in my opinion. If you're focused on, you know, how many sleeves of toilet paper you're using, instead of focusing on creating new things and creating assets, then it's a problem. I mean, you would, you would fire a consultant if you had him come into your business and, and he came in and he said, well, the only thing you can do here is cut expenses. You'd fire him because you need to, you need to both grow revenue while decreasing expenses. Um, so I, I'd recommend, you know, understanding Robert Kiyosaki. And I, I definitely recommend my book. I, I, my book deals with three things. It deals with mindset, skills, and strategy. Um, so if you're looking for a very specific thing to do, um, and you know, something in real estate, um, then you can get my book. Uh, it's free. You just have to, uh, pay for the shipping. Excellent. And what is that book? Um, so it's called the, uh, it's called the seven day real estate survival blueprint, how to create 10,000 out of nothing in less than a month. And, um, can I give a link to get yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. I was just verifying that that's the, the book that I saw that's here on your site. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's share a link because we'll share that in the show notes. Okay, great. So it's, it's uh, cashflowdadlife.com and then uh, slash seven. Perfect. Too easy. I'll have that yeah. linked up over there. Yes. So the number seven. Oh, yeah. Thanks. So what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance or living their best life? I think the number one thing is fear. I think that, you know, people are, you know, it all comes down to every decision uh, can really be boiled down to either love or fear. Um, 
and love says, you know, there's more than enough. Uh, you can do it. Uh, it's self-sacrificial and fear is, you know, you can't do it. You'll never be enough. You have limits. Um, and when people are afraid to fail, uh, when people are afraid to, to put themselves out there and they're afraid to take action, uh, they will never have abundance. They just won't. Um, they'll, they'll, they'll have a mindset of, uh, you know, whatever the opposite of gratitude is, <laughs> ingratitude. Yeah, you scarcity. Know, it's just, yeah, scarcity. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, uh, I think I think fear is the number one thing that that prevents people from having abundance. Yeah, that is by far the most popular answer. And and drilling it down, it, you know, it's it's fear of what other people are going to think. It's fear of failure. It's fear of, you know, losing everything I've worked for at this point. You know, and it just goes on and on and on. Uh, and it's it's just you know a sad state of affairs to see somebody living in scarcity and you know doing so willingly. Yeah, yeah, I- I- exactly. So, what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Ryan? You know, I I define abundance. Um, you know, I I teach you know how to be financially free, but that is like a very small sliver. Um, you know, abundance is to be able to serve other people, in my opinion. If you have the freedom of your time and you have the financial freedom to say, hey, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go during the middle of the day where, uh, whereas I would have been going to prospect and sell copiers and get yelled at, I'm going to go in the middle of the day to play the music for my kid's Christmas program. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spend my time creating a community asset, an indoor sports arena that, you know, people, you know, kids are going to have the greatest experience. They're going to be in the NFL Youth League. It's going to be their first sports experience. They're going to learn so many values. You know, having having abundance to me is having the freedom to serve others abundantly and to and to improve other people's lives in some some form or fashion. Yeah, absolutely. I love that, man. So we're going to close this up. We have all the links and everything linked up in the show notes. But before I let you go, what did we not talk about that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation today? Man, I think we actually covered everything. You know, <laughs> I think it was I think it was a great conversation. Thank you so much for it. My pleasure, man. I absolutely love it. So, man, we I just want you to go out, live your life of abundance. Keep paying it forward, man, because I truly dig what you're doing. And Man, you're making a huge, huge impact. I'm going to go check out your book myself just because, quite frankly, it was when I saw that or when you mentioned lease options, I was like, man, I need to get reacquainted with that and, you know, see where my skills are at because I still got all the, you know, CDs and still got connection with with my mentor on that. Right. But I'll tell you guys, one of the things about that is, is reason why I want you to go get this book because that same mentor that I paid $5,000 for that particular uh, mentorship, he now charges $25,000 and more for the same exact thing. So because he's in such high demand. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just a great industry to be in. It's, you know, something to look into. Yeah, absolutely. And and you, you can start without paying 25000 You can start <laughs> by, you know, paying the shipping cost of a book. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So. I totally agree. Yeah. All right, brother. Take care, man. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. So your action steps today are one, to just figure out what it is that you truly enjoy doing and start doing that. And it doesn't matter if it's something that's going to make you money down the road or not. It's important to get used to having fun and enjoying yourself and being with the people that you enjoy being around. The second action step is to be abundant in your actions today and share men of abundance with others 
Download the PodCoin app and subscribe to Men of Abundance. I'm really liking it as a podcaster because what I did mention earlier is I can actually see who is subscribing to Men of Abundance. Not just the number, but actually a face to the name, a face to the subscriber. And since I have claimed my podcast on PodCoin, I can see all the stats, like how many subscribers, how many listeners, how many hours have people been listening to the show. And I mean hours because people are listening to the entire show on PodCoin as opposed to other players because they're getting paid to listen to the entire episode, which is really cool. And if the features that you like in your normal podcast player is not in PodCoin right now, I'm being told that all of that and so much more is coming very soon. The app is only about four or five months old and has already passed Overcast in users. And Overcast has been around for over four years. Anyhow, go check it out. It's a whole new experience to listen to the podcast. Now, go out and live your life of abundance. And guys, make sure to pay it for it. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance. Oh, 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 oh,